He's so scary. Guess who's back? Back again. Scary guy's back. Hello, friend. <laughs> Stacy and Pete here. And scary guy. And scary guy. We haven't given him a name. Oh, wait. Uh, didn't you say, um, oh, <laughs> I thought well, you were going to name him Ron Johnstone. Ronald Johnstone or Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Brotholomus. <laughs> I don't know if our Hocus Pocus episode will have come out yet at this Ooh, point. Yes. Good point. But if it hasn't, look out for that. Yes, do. And how about a listener contest? Woo! <laughs> Name the scary guy? Name the scary guy. Yeah. Sure. Scary McScary face. I feel like <laughs> that's what we're going to get. <laughs> We've got a lot of contests going. We've got this. We've got coming up with our fun facts song, coming up with our favorite moments song. Give them all to us. Racks on racks on racks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's another Halloween episode. We put out to our followers asking what their favorite Halloween episodes of TV shows are. Yeah. We didn't really categorize anything, just in general. What's your favorite Halloween episode of a TV show that you love, that you remember, whatever. And we got so many responses that we ended up having to break it up into three different categories. Yeah, I thought this was going to be one episode. Yeah, sorry. It is now three. Three episodes. And that's mostly because I didn't want to let go of a lot of things. Yeah, there were so many suggestions that were worthwhile. We couldn't just discard them. Plus, it's fun. It is fun. For us to watch them. Just this first section has been a lot of fun. Yes, very nostalgic and very cozy feeling. Yes. There's just something about watching a sitcom that's set in the fall and it's a Halloween special. Oh, it just felt so great. We were watching it in the evenings after work and like, it was just great. I love it. So good. And the thing is, is like we already had some episodes picked out that we thought we would cover and we had already started watching some before we did this. And then it was like, oh, we're going to have to do way more than like the few that we thought we would pick. Yeah. I feel like we had like five. We did. Yeah. And they (laughs) were mostly like long form shows. Mm -hmm. So we'll do an episode of our hour long shows. Yes. You know, like Felicity, my so-called life, like those kinds of shows that last an hour. You get 40 minutes a show, 20 minutes a commercial, (laughs) but those are our long form episodes. The other category will be animated episodes and specials, TV specials. Yes. So that could be anything from It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown to The Simpsons and anything in between. I can't wait. So this week we are doing our sitcom episodes. So it's pretty much any nostalgic sitcom. And I will say that it's, again, like we always do from the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s, meaning 2010 and below. Yes, that is our cutoff currently. Currently. When it is 2030, the cutoff could change. When it's 2030, the cutoff will probably be like 2015. I don't know. It very well could be. <laughs> I'd be very curious to see if we're still doing this podcast in 2030. It's less than nine years away. <laughs> I can tell you. 
(laughs) that we will be doing it if we're still having fun. Yes. As long as this remains fun, we'll do it for us and for our friends. A.K.A. our listeners. Yes. Because not all of our friends are listeners. I am (laughs) renaming our (laughs) listeners and our followers to our friends. I like it. So, like I said, we had so many responses to this question, but we got an overwhelming amount of votes for Roseanne. This was actually a lot of fun to go back and watch. I watched Roseanne back in the day. I did too. And, you know, we're just leaving our personal opinions of her out of it. So, yeah, let's get into it. We watched several of them. Many people said the early Halloween episodes, they didn't do one until season two. We watched about five of them. Yeah. So their first one was called Boo! Exclamation point. It was a lot of Roseanne and Dan trying to prank each other. Which is always a good time. Always a good time. And pretty much everybody, everybody was pranking each other. Because at one point, I know Roseanne and Jackie were like trying to trick the girls. Yeah, there was a lot going on. We get the Connors Tunnel of Terror. The best. Yes. Where the trick-or-treaters get to go through a haunted house and get their candy. And this would never fly now. No, nobody's coming into anybody's house nowadays. These kids were just going in like without any supervisors, which we all did. We went trick-or-treating without parents back then. But it's just funny to watch it and see them go into these people's houses. I mean, maybe they were neighborhood kids and they knew them, so it wasn't weird. That's the only qualifier is like... If they were neighborhood kids, they probably would. Yeah. Outside of that, it's a no-go. No-go. But I love how every time when DJ would open the door and he would be (laughs) like mouthing along to... Welcome to the Tunnel of Terror. (laughs) Please join us. So funny. So good. And they went all out. It was great. It was. Dan with the butcher's yep. knife in his head, or I guess it's like a cleaver. Yeah, like a meat cleaver. Meat cleaver in his yep. head and Jackie's head in the table when they pulled off the serving dish. Yeah, they cover. and it was like covered in tinfoil. It's so good. <laughs> Very DIY. Yes. So season three is trick or treat, exclamation point. This one, like there were some good costumes. That's where we had Becky's half and half prom queen and mm-hmm. Darlene with her demon spawn coming out of her stomach. And she'd do like the voice for it. Yeah. It's kind of like Alien. Uh-huh. That's when Dan had his Three Stooges costume, which was pretty cool. Yeah. This one didn't age particularly well. No, it did not. There was there was a lot of talk about gender roles and like Dan being upset because DJ wants to be a witch for Halloween. Yeah, like that was the rub of the episode. Yeah. Of course, Roseanne kind of thought Dan was being ridiculous. And so she, I think to prove a point, dressed up as a man. And from that, we get a lot of moments where she and Jackie are at a bar because their car broke down and they're having to wait for Dan to come get them. And there are moments that are funny. And then there are moments that are problematic. I thought when Roseanne was dressed up as a man and she got to like play pool and hang out with, quote unquote, the guys and see like what they were talking about, what they were putting out there. Roseanne was really I mean, she was funny, but also like calling them out. Yes. Low key or not calling Mm -hmm. them out for their BS. Yeah. And that actually was pretty progressive for the time. It was. To be like, hey, you're misogynistic a-hole. Right. (laughs) And I'm going to low key call you out on it by kind of making fun of you. It was really funny. It was funny. The way that they did it. They handled that part pretty well. 
Season four was called Trick Me Up, Trick Me Down. <laughs> this one was, I mean, it was Halloween-y because they go to their annual lodge party, I think is what they call it. Yeah, it's a lodge party. And we do get Dan and Roseanne performing as Dedger Bergen and Mortuary Snurd, where Roseanne is a dummy and Dan is the ventriloquist. That's pretty funny. It was really funny. And this is the only Halloween episode that we watched where we get to see Booker, George Clooney. And all his beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. He has so much hair. You know, like he is sexy now, but he was always sexy. Like everybody talks about how he just like aged like a fine wine, which he did. But I mean, he was always cute and hot. Like I remember him on Facts of Life and this and Mm -hmm. I always thought he was cute. Keep going. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So season five, we get Halloween four. I love this one. So Roseanne is feeling down and she's not into the whole Halloween spirit. Which is crazy because she's like the queen of Halloween. She is the queen. So she ditches the annual party. And while she's home sleeping, she's visited by the ghosts of Halloween past, present, and future, a la A Christmas Carol, which is also one of my favorite stories. Yes. I mean, this is a trope that to me never misses. Yeah. It's so great. So great. In season six, which was the last one that we watched, it's called Halloween Five. A lot of this takes place at the lunchbox, which is the diner. Yeah, like Roseanne owns it at this point. I think she owns it or she's part owner. part owner, yeah. I had totally forgotten about it until I saw it. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Same here. So Dan pranks Roseanne with a robbery at gunpoint. We've got Darlene and David tricking Roseanne into thinking that David is cheating on Darlene. And there's this whole thing around Nancy being upset because she thinks Dan doesn't like her, which he doesn't. It's not very Halloween-y. It's not. This is where we dropped off. We were like, okay, we got a lot of other stuff to watch. And I think there were maybe three more seasons, maybe four. Yeah, I can't remember. I think there were nine and then there's the Connors counted as season 10. Yes. And there was no Halloween episode on the redo slash the Connors. Really? That's surprising. Well, not one that was named in a way that it looked Halloween-y. Okay. So those are the Roseanne episodes that we watched after Roseanne. This next show got the most votes, Home Improvement. And we mostly watched this out on the patio. We did with our lights. It's starting to get cooler outside. It was so much fun. It was very good. Our first one was The Haunting of Taylor House. So Brad is upset because he's dressed as Raggedy Andy (laughs) and his girlfriend Jennifer was supposed to come to the party as Raggedy Ann. I dressed up as Raggedy Ann once. Did you really? I did. I have this really dark photo of me as Raggedy Ann and I really would love to lighten it up so you can actually see it, but you can't really see it. Hmm. I'm feeling like maybe I dressed up this way, but I can't remember. It was either that or I always had a Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy stuffed pillow. That's possible. I can't remember. I had the dolls too. Yes. So Jennifer changed her mind and showed up with a new boyfriend, Danny. Who was played by Ryder Strong. Played by Ryder Strong. And she was dressed up to match him. They were rockers. They were like or bikers. I bikers, think. rockers, something like that. They were wearing that. a lot of black leather. Yes. We also get Tim's Catacombs of Terror. So good. In the basement. And Jill leads Brad's friends through that catacombs. In the end, Danny tries to ruin it, but then gets freaked out by a beheaded owl. 
<laughs> so good. That was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. Okay, the next episode we watched was called Crazy for You. This one, the main thing I remember is that Jill stages this elaborate prank on Tim where she makes up this stalkerish fan named Rose. Yes. And everyone's in on it. Wilson's in on it. Her friend, I don't know her friend's name. And Al's in, everybody's in on it. I loved it. Okay, after that, we had Borland Ambition. That's a good name for that because it was a bore. A straight bore. This one didn't feel like Halloween at all. So in the end, uh, we turned it off. We did. We went to the next season. Yeah. The next one was called Let Them Eat Cake. This one, Brad throws a party while his parents are not there. His brother, Mark, is homesick. He's definitely not supposed to be throwing a party. Nope. There's alcohol there, cigarettes, all that good stuff. He's very young. It felt too young to be having this kind of party. Yeah, I feel like my sister did this at like age 15 or so. That may be how old he was, because of course, to me, he looks younger than that, but he probably actually was. Maybe he was 15. I don't know. I didn't have a party like this until I was like 17 or 18. I did it one time at a place that I was staying at. Like it wasn't my parents' house. I'd been kicked out of my house and then kicked out of the next house, and then kicked out of the house after that. Such a hooligan. Yes. And then I threw a party at the next place I was staying at oh. while they were out of town. But I mean, it was like five people. I've never thrown a party to this level where I wasn't supposed to be throwing a party. Right. His parents are at an award show. I feel like I kind of blocked out all the stuff that happened at the award show. I don't yeah. really remember any of that. And I feel like we might have fast forwarded because none of that was Halloween-y. So again, not a fave. Bit of a skipper. Next up, I was a teenage tailor. Just a lot of pranks on everybody. There's a really funny moment that you wanted to talk about. So tell us about it. It's a very small moment, but it's great because Randy, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, answers the door for trick-or-treaters. And the kids that are there are dressed up as Buzz Lightyear and Simba from The Lion King. <laughs> and if you've been living under a rock, I should tell you that Tim Allen voiced Buzz Lightyear. To infinity and beyond! And Jonathan Taylor Thomas voiced Simba, young Simba. I laugh in the face of danger. <laughs> JT squared? <laughs> yeah, if that's what you want to call him. All right. <laughs> and so it's just hilarious because he says, All right, one candy bar for the spaceman and uh, seven for the cute little lion. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It's such a nice little dig at Tim Allen. <laughs> Yeah, that was really fun. The audience feels like you're in on the joke. You you're know? in on that joke. That's a good time. Yeah. All right. The last one for Home Improvement, A Night to Dismember. Yeah, this one was different. This was like Tim and Jill are worried about their son, Mark, and his new friend, Ronnie. So Mark and Ronnie ask the family to be in a movie that they're making, but they're not supposed to watch it. But they sneak and watch it. They sneak and watch it. And they find that Mark is killing them off in the movie, and they worry that that's what he actually wants to do, which he doesn't. But I will say, I think this is, you know, the time period. I think we looked up, I don't remember what year we said this was, it but it was, was like 96 or something. It was, yeah. It was like prime time for goth kids and some kids that were just into darker stuff. Yeah, because Ronnie was definitely a goth kid and Mark was going that way. He had like- He was wearing his jingos and yeah. his chains and 
just a lot of black. And I think ultimately he was just very different from Randy and Brad. Yes. So he was feeling like the oddball in the family, the the quote unquote black sheep of the family mm-hmm. who, you know, he was afraid that maybe his parents didn't love him as much as his apple pie brothers. Right. Who were like cookie cutter, the American dream or whatever. Exactly. And it kind of freaked Jill especially out because she was like, what if he wants to kill us? Because she obviously notices the differences, you know. Yeah, she didn't and they didn't quite know what to do with Mark. Right. And I think he was a little more depressed and stayed in his room. But a lot of teenagers are like that. They are. It just wasn't something that they had experienced before with their older siblings. They had not. And now they're going through it. Yeah. I mean, I think like for a sitcom, they dealt with it decently. They did because at least they asked him what was going on and like made sure that like (laughs) he doesn't actually hate them and made sure that he was actually okay. Yeah. They kind of went around his back and watched his VHS tape that he was making. Right. But then they did just ask him about it. They didn't make assumptions-ish. Right. They spoke to him about it and they all came to a fun conclusion in the end. Yeah, because then they played along and they finished out the film where the parents ended up being beheaded. (laughs) Right. Well, I think the brothers did too. Yeah. So they're like carrying around their heads in this basket. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. It was like a little, you know, dark sense of humor. It was. Which, again, aside from like that and Roseanne, I feel like you didn't see that in a lot of sitcoms. Not to that level. Yeah, absolutely. Like not at that point and not to that level. (laughs) At least not if we base it against all the other ones that we watched. Yes, absolutely. I feel like Roseanne and Home Improvement went all in Mm -hmm. with the Halloween stuff. They didn't keep it cheesy. They kind of went sometimes the darker route. Yeah. I liked it. Me too. Okay. Moving on from those two. Then it was kind of spread out as far as what people voted on. So we concentrated on some TGIF shows. Mm Mm-hmm. The first one was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The episode that people mentioned the most was A River of Candy Corn Runs Through It. It was a good one. It was fun. Sabrina has a Halloween party that she doesn't actually want to have. Her friend Valerie kind of invites everybody (laughs) without Sabrina knowing it. And then she just kind of has to have it. And I think Sabrina actually doesn't want to have it. But then her aunts are like, yes, let's do do it. it." Because they're the cool witchy aunts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But as usual, things go crazy because monsters end up crashing. The furniture's talking. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. It's very busy. But that's what's fun about this show. You know, lots of magic Mm -hmm. and things that could never happen in the real world that we know of. But the best part of the episode is when the candy corn they've been making in the kitchen just explodes, basically, and bursts through the wall into the living room. And it just looks like it's called a river runs through it, but it looks like a waterfall of candy corn. It does. It's very cool. It is. I'm like, I want a waterfall of candy corn. Yeah, I'll take some, please. (laughs) But at the end of the day, everything works out because by some form of magic, the 10,000 maniacs are suddenly performing inside their house. They should be. So, I mean, obviously, all of these teenagers are going to be distracted by that. They're not even going to think about all this other wackadoo stuff that's been going on. Like the talking couch and the talking chair and the monsters. Yeah, those are just great costumes. It was a fun episode. It was fun. Then we have Family Matters. Yes. It's a rare 
The Stevil episode. <laughs> I'm a little haunted by this. Yeah, this one was pretty good. So Steve Urkel gets freaked out when his ventriloquist dummy, who is basically like a mini-me of Steve. They're wearing the same outfit, even. Same outfit, same deal. He comes to life and is evil or Steve-il. <laughs> now, in the end, it was all a dream, but they kind of make you think that it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was not a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Full House. Okay, I have to say that I was very disappointed by Full House and their Halloween content. Well, I will say that I was let down by the first one wholeheartedly. Yeah, the first one was in season two. It's called It's Not My Job. We really only get Halloween the beginning of the episode. So you've got. Danny, Jesse, and Joey are dressed as the Three Stooges. DJ's Cleopatra, Stephanie's a bunny, and then we get the classic shot of Michelle coming in in her adorable jack-o'-lantern costume. That's like the whole point of the first part of the episode. Right, they're getting ready to go to a costume contest. Yeah. Uh, The rest of it is all like Jesse coming up with a jingle and Stephanie being afraid to go to the dentist. Right. No Halloween. Standard Full House episode outside of that. Now, the second one was a little bit better. It's season seven. It was a dark and stormy night. I mean, it sounds like the beginnings of a great spooky episode. Yeah. So it's not Halloween-y per se. Right. It's more scary, which I appreciated. Yes. So Steve tells them a scary story about Mudman at sleepaway camp. And the girls end up being caught in a storm alone at camp. With power outages. Which is always scary. Very scary. And it's really just in their imaginations, but they have some good jump scares in the episode. They do. So then we move on to Boy Meets World. I thought this episode was fun. It's in season five. It's called And Then There Was Sean. This one was mentioned a lot on our post on Instagram. So they're in detention, and it's after Corey and Topanga have broken up. So sad. So sad. So sad. And we see that Sean is not happy. He's not adjusting well to the breakup. And it soon turns into a Scream-esque situation. Mm -hmm. Eric and Jack show up at the school, even though they're not at the school anymore, but they just happen to be there shooting hoops, I think. So they end up being a part of it, too. And we get a fun cameo by Jennifer Love Hewitt. Who in this episode plays Jennifer Love Pfefferman, (laughs) a.k.a. Feffy, (laughs) which is what Eric decides he's going to call her. There's a fun Party of Five reference, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're talking about the Scream movies and they're saying something about like, oh, the hot girl from Party of Five. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt, who obviously was on Party of Five, was like, oh, Nev Campbell. (laughs) which i thought was pretty funny very good this also ended up just being a dream it was but it was a fun episode i liked it a lot and also i believe that jennifer and will who plays eric were dating at the time which is why their kiss was very tonguey Ooh. (laughs) like i don't know if you noticed or not their kiss like definitely was not tgif friendly really like it was pretty It was a pretty real kiss. It was hard to tell in 480p, but I could tell they were getting into it. (laughs) So then same season of Boy Meets World, Witches of Pembroke. Yeah, this was their actual Halloween episode. Yeah. The other one, I think, actually aired in like February. Okay. 
But this one, I think, aired on Halloween. I really liked this episode. Yeah. So Jack has a new girlfriend, and that's played by Candace Cameron. Which is fun to have like a little fellow TGIF cameo, which I'm not sure. Based on her hair there, I feel like maybe that was post Full House. I do too. But I'm not 100%. We're going to go with that. Yeah. But she plays a witch, but she's just using Jack so her coven can have his apartment to do their rituals. It was an interesting episode. It was. It was fun. There's also a cameo by Melissa Joan Hart at mm-hmm. the end of that. Yeah. Which is funny because they're witches and then you throw in Sabrina, who's right. also on TGIF. Yeah. A lot of crossovers and I love it. So a few others that we watched. This one, I love How I Met Your Mother. So this is a personal choice. A couple people mentioned it, but you have season one and season seven, The Slutty Pumpkin and The Slutty Pumpkin Returns. Now, I will say that we here at We Don't Want to Grow Up do not approve of the word slutty. Yeah, we didn't name the episode. But different times, it is what it is. Right. It kind of was going along with the fact that women can wear costumes at Halloween and turn anything into something that looks provocative. So like a sexy, to me, I would say sexy. Sexy is a better term. A sexy nurse, a sexy firefighter, a sexy witch, a sexy whatever. A sexy Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But in this episode, it's a pumpkin, which I actually love the fact that I'm not even sure if we find out the first time that we talk about this or in season seven, but how a pumpkin can be considered slutty or as we would say sexy because, you know, it's just a big round thing. Yeah. But it's because we find out that the eyes and the nose were cut specifically to show off certain areas of the body. I missed that in the episode. Did you? I did. Yeah. But anyway, so in this episode, we've got, aside from the whole pumpkin thing, we've got Marshall and Lily who are entering a costume contest where they are a pirate and a parrot. And we also see just a brief moment from a previous Halloween where Lily is Sunny and Marshall is Cher. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had the best couple's costumes. They did. That, like, that's what I strive to be. <laughs> I want to be like Marshall and Lily. <laughs> but then we also have where, you know, this whole title of the episode comes from. This is where it all began. So in season one, we find out that four years before, Ted met this girl dressed as a pumpkin. Right. And we see a flashback to find out that he was given her number and then it gets lost Like, it was written on a Kit Kat wrapper. Right. And Lily accidentally gives it away to a trick-or-treater. So he loses her number. He does. Now, Ted goes out in the hallway to the trick-or-treater that he thinks has the number and thrashes his bag. (laughs) But it is not in there. Poor kid is traumatized. Poor kid. Can't find her number. And so every year he goes back hoping that she's going to be there. He always wears his same costume that he had on that night, which was a hanging Chad, which was only relevant really at that point, not even relevant that year because it was like almost a full year after the election. And he would he would still wear it every year, even though it was totally not relevant at all. But he was just hoping that she would be there and recognize him. And also, I think it's funny that he would consider the fact that she would be there in the same costume because most people wear a different costume every year. They do. But like, wouldn't she recognize him if she wanted to? She should recognize his face, but we don't know how drunk she was. That's a good point. But also, he's just thinking, I think if he had the costume, maybe they talked about it a little bit or something. So maybe she would remember. Because she insinuates that she was looking for him as well. 
well, later on. Yeah, later on we find that she does remember that. She does, and she said she was looking for him. Like, why wouldn't you go? Uh, uh, there's some holes there. Yeah, uh, there's some holes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, so yes, he goes back. He returns to that same party every year. And in that first episode, she doesn't show up. And he ends up just sitting there and Robin's there with him and they cover up with a blanket and just sit there on the rooftop. In season seven, at this point now, it's been 10 years. 10 years. Since they first met. And he actually is walking past a costume store where you can rent costumes. And he sees the quote unquote slutty pumpkin in the window. Yeah. And he's like, oh. Oh my gosh. So he goes in and he asks them if they have records of who rented this costume in whatever year it was. At that point, it was probably like in the 90s, I would think, or maybe early 2000s. And the guy has it and he gives it to him and he shows up at her door and it is Katie Holmes. And also... Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It is awkward, but she knows him. Like, she's excited. She is. So initially, you're just like, yay, this is it. Maybe she's the mother. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, this is not a show that I watched. You need to watch it. I know. I feel like I have really missed out on a couple of shows. Because I heard you belly laughing at this show. And yes. I was like, you would love the show. I will say there are some things about the show that don't age well. That's but fine. it is still a funny show and it's a good show. I feel like I missed out on this show and New Girl. Yes. You totally missed out on New Girl. One day when we take a break from our podcast <laughs> and we have time, we need to watch both of those. Deal. Because I've watched some shows that you had watched, like Parks and Rec, that I was always kind of resistant to. Yeah, but I, I feel like you kind of I feel like you kind of wanted to watch I that show. I did not want to watch anything that had to do with Parks or Rec. <laughs> and I didn't care that there were people in the show that I liked. I had no desire. And I had to push through that first season. It was tough. And then I grew to love it. I feel like if you agree to watch Modern Family, I will watch these others with you. All right. I'll give it a whirl. I just never got into that. I don't know. I think at that point in time, I wasn't watching sitcoms. Also. Aside from New Girl and (laughs) How I Met Your Mother. (laughs) Also 30 Rock. Okay. I tried. I, I actually started the first episode of it and I just didn't really get into it. But I know that there are some shows you have to push through. Got to push through. So on our breaks from our podcast, then we'll give those a whirl. We were on a break. (laughs) All right. So after they meet, they obviously have zero chemistry. Zero. It's pretty obvious right away. It is. And it's unfortunate. But they're both trying to push through. Or Ted is trying to push through because he thinks Katie Holmes is so into it. Right. So he's just trying to be like, oh, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And we're seeing it from his perspective. So it looks like she's almost like obsessive Obsessive. and overboard and just kind of crazy. Cut to the end of the episode. We get Katie Holmes perspective (laughs) and she shows all the things from her side where it's just as awkward for her. Right. There are moments where she's just joking and trying to be funny and he thinks that she's being serious. Right. So they have no chemistry. Yeah. They don't understand each other at all. No. It's best that they part ways. (laughs) And so they do. Yeah. Ten Halloweens of his life he's wasted. Ten Halloweens. At least the rooftop party is pretty. Yeah. I can't hate on him for being at that type of party because I would be there anyways. Yeah. He's just a romantic. He is. All right, so the next show that we watched. 
Martin, so season one, the night he came home, you got Martin, Gina, Tommy, Cole, Pam, all his buddies, they perform a seance. Because they think old man Ackerman is haunting the place. Like they find out that he died there in that apartment. He died in the apartment, which is always great news to find out. Oh, yeah. And then strange things start to happen. And in the end, it's all just a big prank on Martin. So everybody's just been acting like they were scared in order to scare Martin, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, well, because he was making fun of them for being scaredy cats. He's like, oh, you're all a bunch of punks like this whole time. And then they plan this elaborate prank on him. Which is a lot of fun. I like it. It was great. It was such a fun episode. It was very good. Then you got booze in the house from season five. So the whole group is on their way to a Halloween party, but they have to make a pit stop because Martin has to make a down payment on a house that him and Gina have bought. (laughs) But they haven't even seen it until this point. Sight unseen as far as Gina goes. And I think sight unseen for Martin. But who's the owner of the house? Mr. T. Mr. T. With a wig and a beard. Yes, it's great. So once... Martin signs for the house and gives him his $3,000 down payment. They realize this house is haunted, like legit haunted. A lot of spooky things start happening. And this looks like a Victorian house that was built in the 1800s or something. It is Scooby-Doo haunted. Yes. (laughs) To me, this is a Scooby-Doo episode. It is like a Scooby-Doo episode. It is. I love it. It's great. So in the end, we find out Mr. T, he was scamming people. He'd get their down payment. He'd scare them off. He'd keep their down payment. And we go from there. It's such a good time. Yeah, that was a great episode. Plus, Gina and Martin are dressed as Ike and Tina Turner. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, and in the beginning, like, Gina's doing her whole Tina oh, Turner yeah, she's thing. She's getting into it. She is. It's so funny. <laughs> and finally, we take it back to the facts of life. The facts of life. When your books are what you're there about, what looks are what This show, ugh. Talk about cozy feels for me. This takes me back to being very young, very young. And I think my sister watching this and I'm just remembering it being on in the background, you know, like, I mean, I watched the show, but I was so young. So it's just a different kind of feeling. It's kind of like how I feel about, you know, early family ties or Cosby show or something like that. Like it just feels, I don't know. There's just something different about that. There is. And as far as quality goes, we could only find this one on daily motion. So it was complete potato quality. Yeah. That's how he refers to it, where it's like you're looking through a potato. Yeah. We're watching this video as through a potato. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what it looks like. (laughs) Which means it's very blurry. It's like eight pixels. And it was flipped the opposite way. Because I found it on my phone and we played it from my phone to the TV, which mirrored it. Which is very upsetting because I've thought about us covering the facts of life or at least doing the pilot episode for Pilots on Patreon. And I'm thinking like, if this is not streaming anywhere, this is probably going to be tough. Here's what I'll say. For just the first episode, we could probably buy it for $3 on Uh, Prime. true. Yeah. I just don't want to pay $25 per episode. Yeah. I mean, get this show on streaming somewhere. Right. Like, who owns this show? Come on. If we've got Family Ties on Paramount Plus, which I'm just assuming it's still there because it was on CBS All Access before it changed. It better be. It better be. It better be. But I mean, that was a fun show to rewatch. And I just don't know why some of those other older shows are not available like that. Put it on somewhere and we'll watch it. Come on. 
I have to say we are very lucky that we even get to watch these shows that we loved when we were kids. All right. We talked about this this week, actually. We did. Our parents' version of this was catching reruns on broadcast television. Yeah. And you just had to hope you could catch it. Well, here's the thing. Maybe they weren't all on there. You know, it's just like the greatest hits were yeah, on Yeah, it probably streaming. wasn't every episode. It probably wasn't even all in order. Because I feel like when they would show them in syndication, they weren't even in order. Maddening. It was maddening to watch the Brady Bunch. Yes. Out of order. Because you'd see them at one point and it was like young Cindy and Bobby. And the next time they're like 13. If I could find the executives or executive that would put these shows out of order on television, I would raise my hand up (laughs) and I would slap them right in the face. (laughs) Why would you ever put... A show out of order. It's upsetting. It is upsetting, and I'm angry about it. I remember that, like after school every day, watching Brady Bunch on like TBS. My face just got flushed (laughs) with anger. (laughs) And if I find you, studio executive, (laughs) I will slap you in the face. They're probably no longer with us, to be honest. They're lucky. If you think about it, they're lucky. They're lucky. They had such a slap coming. It's funny, though. Times are so different. I mean, we are lucky because at the very least, we can find a backwards potato quality episode of The Facts of Life, where back in the day, like you just had to try to remember it. (laughs) And if you missed it, you never saw it again as far as you knew. Right. To be honest with you, it all started for me in probably 1999. That was the first time I was able to find a show and watch it in order. Oh, I'm just saying that we are a blessed generation that we get to go back and watch our childhood memories. On demand. On demand. Yes. It's wonderful. Totally agree with you. And because we are also the generation that knows what it feels like to miss an episode, you know, your VCR didn't record or whatever, and to actually feel like you'll never see it. Our generations are some of the last generations To know what it feels like to not have any of your childhood recorded on video. That is true, because I'm lucky to have found just a sliver of a moment of me when I'm 10 and I'm like at my awkward phase. Like I would love to have it when I was like three and adorable. I've got nothing, but I really think there are some videos of plays I was in at church. There probably are. You you should try to find them. Down by the creek bank by the old holler log. Oh, it's almost like we're there. Yes. All right, let's get back to this. Here we go. This was season five of The Facts of Life. It's called The Halloween Show. And in this one, it's kind of eerie because like there's a strange man who's telling the girls that there was a murder that took place in the shop years before. And so weird things happen. And at one point, they're all in bed and they see Mrs. Garrett standing there with a knife. Mrs. Garrett is a little sketchy in this episode. She is like, I mean, I was scared, even though I know Mrs. Garrett is a good person, but I don't remember this episode. And so when I saw her, I was like, oh, I'd be freaked out, too. And there are a lot of things along with Mrs. Garrett standing in their bedroom with a knife that begin to make them think that she's now been possessed by this murderer's spirit. Right. Because this is not Mrs. Garrett. This is not how she acts. She's a sweetheart. She is. And they they think that this possessed woman is now out to get them. And Tootie plans an exorcism. (laughs) Eventually, we learn 
learn that this is all a very big plan by Natalie, who is just wanting to film a live horror movie for her school project. The man at the beginning who had like disappeared and they thought that Mrs. Garrett murdered him was in on the whole thing. He's the dude that wanted five pounds of... Bratwurst. Bratwurst. Yeah. Which looked delicious. They did, but it's like five pounds seems like a lot. Maybe he's going to freeze it. Yeah, I mean, you could freeze that bratwurst, right? Like, I feel like each (laughs) bratwurst is probably a quarter pound. You know, so that's four bratwurst a pound, (laughs) 20 bratwurst, right? That's not too bad. I picture it like Zweigel's hot dogs. I know. I mean, when, when you have family visiting from New York, we're like, bring us lots 20 of 20 pounds it. of Zweigel's. <laughs> so it'll last us because we can't just go to the store and buy it. Right. We're going to put that in the freezer and we're going to have it later. Yeah. When you're not here <sighs> eating our hot dogs. We need to ask Tori to bring us some. Tori, we need red hots. <laughs> Stacy wants the white hots. More Both. more Red Hots, though. Please bring Red Hots. But a good mix. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Bring like more Red Hots <laughs> and a couple White Hots. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have them for Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Okay. And on that note, that wraps up part one. Part one be done. Of this episode. <laughs> you are on one tonight. <laughs> so stay tuned because we have more coming up. We have part two. It's our award show. chosen winners and runner-ups for all kinds of categories like best costume best halloween decorations scariest best plot there's quite a few so y'all come back now you hear <laughs> so if you're not already following us on instagram you can find us at we don't want to grow up pod you can join our facebook group which has changed names it is now called the cozy club dash fans of we don't want to grow up we're slowly growing over there. We have some great mods, Joanna and Stephanie, that are helping us out, starting conversations. So come over there. It's a good time. It is. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors, you can become a member of our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. There you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content. Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. Okay, we'll see you all later. Bye.